The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Dislike the ketchup part, that's all. Opportunity. No, not at all. All right, we're live. I don't know what's going on. You can't hear anything. That's fine. No worries. <laughs> you can hear us. That's all that matters. There um, we go. There's a little music for you. There I want to make sure that you got a little something behind you. I was trying to explain to Harry about how, and this is very apt, Barrett, with what's going on with Carson Wentz, but this newer, I don't know if it's brand new, Nothing is going to top the Geico campaign about the neighbors and the fencing is the latest one. But the new Aaron Rodgers commercial with the Rodgers rate isn't half bad where he's out there in the golf course and mm. he looks back at Jake, who has struggled, to be fair. Now, it's not all his fault. It's the supporting cast around him that has really let him down. Sound familiar? It's really the offensive line, which is Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers on camera that is letting Jake down. But. The new one where Rogers is on the golf course and he looks back and he says, Oh, no Rogers rate, huh? To mm-hmm. think. And he puts it back, gets the driver out, and the commercial ensues. And you said before we started, because not even people on the stream could see this, that the bar is incredibly low. Is that an accurate assessment of your return volley on that? Well, no yeah. Question. Yeah. For regarding all these state farm commercials, I think the bar is yeah. set very, very low. I can't get past the one with the little dog and he's throwing the, the ball. And the, the just unbelievably awful forced acting, including the facial expressions at the end from Rogers. I can't get past that. It's bad. Harry, it's the equivalent of one of the worst performances you've seen this year from Carson. It's right. a couple of picks. It's a sailed pass over the head. Between the Rogers and Mahomes ones, they are brutal. They're mm-hmm. awful. The acting is forced. There's no supporting cast for Jake. And I actually got a. I felt like I got a chuckle. It felt like for the first time I saw some life mm. in these commercials. It felt like Barrett Brooks for the first time I saw little Jalen Hurts <laughs> in these commercials. And you want to take it away. You and Rob Body, who's coming on with us at 1140. You guys all want to take that away and start Carson Wentz. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just have to be real with it, man, because I, I did get a chuckle out of it. I mean, it's not. It, it we our standard was just so low because when he turns around on the, the you know a couple commercials before he said um you know and he's dumping the ketchup Mahomes is dumping the ketchup on the thing and he terrible. turns out oh oh you guys wanted some like what is this ketchup thing and now this is perfect and he turns around oh did it land yet and it's a hole in one that's artful man that's great that's that's Barrett, great television there Barrett I think you're being uh dis- you're you're being fooled here by Aton this is a classic <laughs> shander. Uh, sort of subterfuge that he throws out there because he mentioned the poor Jake suffering because of his supporting cast. That's a direct shot at you and me and about this show that he is suffering from his supporting cast. That is is what this is all about. Not at all. all. Look, you guys. uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't get you ketchup, man. I'm sorry. Right. Sorry. Uh, forget it. There'll never be any ketchup. You'll never see me anywhere out ordering ketchup ever again. Ever go out again. I promise you on that. No, for this, I'm gonna get you a big bowl of mayo just because I know your 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 
your your your lack of taste in in, in mayo, man. It will never reach the inside of his house. <laughs> It'll simply stay on the outside. No, it was a shot at Carson and and how ridiculous this whole thing has become that we're watching everything break down in front of him and rightfully so cr be critical of that. Yet I get to see another quarterback last night use his legs to set up his arm where that is now just a distant memory of Carson Wentz. And we saw that with Josh Allen pretty consistent. It was unbelievable how he played, man. I mean, he did everything um, that I, I used to see Carson do. And well, it looked like 2017 there. Well, guess what? That offensive coordinator, the guy calling those plays, is available. He's going to be a head coach somewhere come <laughs> January the 15th. Why not here? I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Because he doesn't want to deal with Carson Wentz. Yeah. What do you mean you don't know about that? You don't know I, what? That Doug's going to get fired? Well, then, yeah, Doug is not going anywhere. You I don't, don't think, think so. so. No, 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 no. So it's going to be status quo because it's everything gonna... is so freaking great with this organization. Well, Are that's the problem. That, that's, and that's the problem. It, it's going to be this way because, number one, um, they're going to get a pass over this. I mean, hell, it just we're going through because well, of COVID. Pandemic. Yeah, oh, we're going stop. through a pandemic. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and, and if the I can lose the job during that. the pandemic, so can Doug Peterson. <laughs> it wasn't my fault either. <laughs> it wasn't your fault. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. Was that a, was that uh, during the pandemic? Yeah, oh, yeah, it was in August. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, that wasn't pandemic related, though. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This this, they, right, they this Tuesday morning. Hey, this is a great Tuesday morning, right? I mean, we we had a constant just just <laughs> just going at at each other for the past what five ten minutes now. Yeah, well, you got an hour and fifty five to go. <laughs> well, wait until you see this report that came out, and you can take it for as many grains of salt as you want because it came out, I guess, from Pro Football Talk, and mm -hmm. there is. A lot of times in which something will come out from only there and not from anybody else. And a lot of people will hit you with that Nick Young gif, which is like, huh? Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? Nobody else has heard of this. What's the one that you always send out that I love so much? The with kid. the kid going. This is a down media yeah. I love that. I just start blown away. I, I don't know what that's from, if it's from a kid's show or what. But... Dude, it, it never gets old. The middle starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, we bring you now coverage day three of the hostage situation that Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles fans, and I think everybody else from viewers and listeners of the national programs across the country are now being held because we don't know. Now, don't look at us. There's no inside information. Nobody has any idea. We'll even bring on a guy covering the football team in hour one, who I battled with this morning locally here on Fox 29 and Rob Motti. He's also a pretty big guy for the Associated Press. And on top of that, John McMullen, our NFL insider, will join us at 1240 Eastern of course, you know, Super Bowl champ, NFL analyst here, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, and Aton Shander, the three of us. We make up the middle. Ron Culver is back in Houston, and he'll hit us with fake news at 1225. Now, I tease this little ridiculous report, if you will, that's out now. And I wonder if, in fact, five would go to six 
if there was an opening here in Philadelphia and if either of these guys would be interested because I know I want nothing at all. I want to distance myself as far as possible. But here's the reason why I bring this up is because we never even got that Jim Harbaugh story from Barrett. But apparently five teams at least have expressed interest in Jim Harbaugh. Is that right? Yes, according wow. to Pro Football Talk. Well, I mean, he, would take a, he did take a team to the Super Bowl. I mean, he turned around that 49ers organization. Yeah, he's a crumb in college. Well, yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree, as uh, one of our old friends used to always say. Uh, yeah, uh, Jim's a great dude now. I mean, he, he can he can get his guys going, you know, especially at the NFL level. A lot of respect because he's done it before. Um, I, I think like he just going to be a backyard scenario where both of you going to be like, yeah, get Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL. And when I push to Philadelphia, there's going to be resistance. Yeah, there, there will be a lot of resistance. I mean, I don't I, just because I like him as a guy doesn't mean I want him as my coach, though. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to watch him from afar with the Jets. Fair enough. <laughs> right, right, right. Fair there enough. we go. Yeah. I thought Bill Cowher's going to get that job. All right, we got uh, a lot going on here. Again, we continue to remain hostage here on the middle. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle sports map radio. Know your memes, Tone. You are exactly. We've never experienced a year like 2020. A deadly pandemic, political division, social unrest, natural disasters. Yet, we're still here, and now, so are the holidays. Hi, I'm John Doherty. May this holiday season bring you joy and peace. May 2021 be a better year for all of us. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy and Healthy New Year. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid Um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life.
right, we got 30. All right, so Tone says, know your memes. So, like, does he know where that came from? I don't know if he meant that, like the history of the meme, or more like, no, which ones you're talking? I, I don't know, Tone. What do you mean by that? Because I, I was, I think, it, I think he, I just took it like, you know, know your memes. Like, because mm, it's Aton's favorite. I think it's hilarious. Every time he sends it, I crack I, I up. Just, I can't help myself. <laughs> <clears throat> See, this isn't like an oh yeah. This is like an oh yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Presented by oh yeah. Live yes, sir. Counterpart Studios. The Laddle. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, where should we begin? I, I tell you what, because I'll always be accused of guiding the conversation one way for my own personal gain, as Harry did just accuse me of that in the previous segment. <laughs> Straight selfishness. Yeah, we got you. Okay, well, then let's start on the opposite of that. Let's start where I was dead wrong. You know, normally we could start in reverse order, chronological order, go with the game that I got right, and it kept trying to hammer over the head for you two. But let's start with the one that both of you got right and I missed. Although I think, Barrett, you might have had the Steelers winning by more than seven. From uh, It's a little hazy yesterday. Yeah, I did say that. Okay, well, Harry can now shine on his own pedestal here because – Washington came in and played well enough on offense, if you call it that, and exceptionally well on defense. But I will say, and I saw the stat, Steelers dropped more footballs than anybody. Oh, yeah. What the hell is – that was a crazy game. But, Harry, you called it, and it was an outright victory. Well, it was a crazy game. And, I, you know, when Gibson went down early with the toe injury – uh, which could be a big deal for them if it's it's long term because he's a big part of what they do. I was really concerned that they weren't they weren't going to be able to score enough, especially after falling down fourteen nothing. Right. I mean, it, it looked pretty bleak. But them getting that field goal right before the half, I think, really gave them a little little confidence, a little a little spark, as Doug Peterson said on Sunday night. Um, you know, then they had the ball in the third quarter, made a nice drive, scored a touchdown, and the game just really slowed down for them. And, you know, Alex Smith, he's limited. You know, we all kind of know that. But he made a couple of big throws in that second half. Uh, the, the one to Sims, Sims was, uh, was, a, was a great throw, probably his best throw of the night. Even better catch. It was a great catch, too, yeah. on a big third down that moved the chains and eventually got them into the end zone. But, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh dropped a lot of balls. They couldn't run the ball. Um, you know, that defensive front, they didn't sack. Roethlisberger, but they harassed him all night. And I'll tell you, I got to give Moose Johnston's credit because he was he was leading up to it all night long, saying these guys are batting a lot of balls. A lot of balls are bouncing off receivers' hands, and one of these is going to get picked off. And sure enough, uh, they batted the ball at the line of scrimmage, picked it off, and and finished the game. So it was a pretty good win. You're right. In the middle of the field, they were doing it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, I mean, just drop balls. You know, the the Steelers are a team that. You know, they're, they're coached well in the aspect. They do the little things. They cross their T's and dot their I's. And the, one of the most fundamental things that you could, you know, not get wrong is is catching. I mean, you have yeah. to catch. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Those balls are hitting them in the chest and bouncing off their chest. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous how many times um, Abram dropped the, uh, dropped the pass. Three, I mean, three times in a row yeah. he dropped passes. And they were just hitting them in between, you know, in between the numbers. I mean, in between the eight and the five, he was just yeah. dropping. 
it, so it felt, sorry, Beck. You know, and that's and and I I I applaud Ben because he would have went nuts in in his early career. He would have been absolutely, and he probably should have went nuts this game. He should have went nuts, but he didn't. He held his composure. And I think that's going to mean a lot to these guys when they get in the meeting room because they'll be like, man, Ben could have really went off and he didn't. So I think it kind of shows that this, this, this is a this is a, a loss they probably needed going into the, the rest of the season, getting get, getting ready for playoff time. Mm-hmm. So now they have something to reference. Hey, man, remember yeah. how it felt when you got beat at home by a team that's not even 500. Just remember yeah. the feeling. It's a nice reset before they play Buffalo on the road next week. Right, right. Which I think, look, I, I don't think it's going to be as easy as, as some people make out. Maybe it's you or, or you guys who make it out. I, I think this was a loss that we've seen. We've seen signs of this to come, meaning there were already cracks in the dam. They mm-hmm. took Dallas extremely lightly. They've played down, and they're so good, especially because that offense, for the most part, has been able to survive even with a healthy Connor. They've been able to survive not relying on the run game just because you can throw to four different guys. If Ebron catches a football, now you add a fifth guy you can throw to. So I, I think we've seen this team kind of sleepwalk, but be good enough so far to take advantage of whoever they're playing to know, all right, we could just turn it up. It felt like that again. And look, Seattle's been guilty of this, and they got caught with the Giants. They did exactly that Monday night against the Eagles, and they got caught the following game against the Giants. I, I understand what you're saying, which is it's kind of like a crossroads here, and it should be a wake-up call, like that Duke or UNC team that's 29-0 and before the start of the tournament, and they lose to Wake two games before you know that final game of the season. But at the same time, I don't think we should ignore the fact that this team has been playing lackadaisical for a couple of weeks now. They've just been able to get by on teams. Well, you know what? I knew, it was gonna, I knew they were going to do this game, when they went down there and they were on a half foot line. Yeah. And they could not score. I understand yeah. you have, you know, a, a great defense in front of a great defensive line, but the Steelers pride themselves yeah. as finishing yep. thing, crossing yeah. your T's and dotting your eyes. And they were not able to. So it really set the tone on the game from that point on. Yeah. That guy, I mean, Chase Young's pretty good. Oh, Chase Young. <laughs> He's pretty good. Sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Both guys sweat. They control the sweat too. Players. Yeah. They controlled, and when you do that, when you control the line of scrimmage, I mean, I don't care what you do, whether you're dropping balls or not, it really puts an effect on how you play the game, what you call, and everything else. I mean, they would have went for fourth and one all day if they just scored that touchdown. But from that point on, they started punting and put them in a bad predicament because they shouldn't. Have, they, it shouldn't have been one of those things because they understood that they didn't have their starting kicker there. Hmm. They right. had a backup kicker that he had pulled yeah. off the squad and, and from he, Lancaster, yeah. PA, by the way. Right. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. So. so Little local element, exactly. Yeah, it set the tone for the rest of the day. Hey, I, I got to be honest. Washington right now, and I know that I, I think Washington, their defense. If you look at the two games that you can make this assessment on with Washington and New York in this brutal division, you have the Giants, who I think are still spotty. Hmm. The most consistent element to believe in right now, I think, is Washington's defense. If you were going to look at a team to win this division, I think the one thing you can bet on consistently showing up every single week is Washington's defense. Giants I mean, defense is good, though, too. It, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, Harry, it's Joe Judge. and what the, It's not a bad defense, but I don't get that same level of confidence that they're not going to give up. Like, the Giants can hold 
three out of four teams to 21 points, but that fourth team might blow up for 40 at any. I don't get that yeah. feeling with Washington. That's but isn't it crazy how one week, and I know we've been watching this Eagles team just unravel over the last couple of weeks, but yes. just, you know, the, you know, just one week watching the Giants and the Redskins and now looking where your team is, you're like, yeah, these teams aren't great but at least they're heading in a direction, a positive direction where they're developing an identity. You know, they, they, it seems like these players are buying into the new coaching staff and, you know, not all of them have their quarterback. The Giants uh, believe they have theirs, but I know the Redskins, you know, I don't, I think they're sort of just in a stopgap situation, but you, you'd have to feel a little bit better about the immediate future of both of these teams over the Eagles. Well, I told you guys that before. Uh, probably two weeks ago, I said, usually when you have a, a, a good team, you have one side of the ball that can carry the rest of the team. And I said, the Eagles don't have that. They don't have a good offense. They don't have a good defense. They don't have a good mm -hmm. special team. But you look at the Giants. They have a good defense. And they have a quarterback that's starting to learn. It's gotten better. You look at what, what Washington's done. Their defense is unreal. And, 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 it, and, it, and it made me pull my hair. I used to have an afro. I pull my hair out now that Ronald Darby's starting to play now, and he was just in our locker room last year, but now he knows how to play. Now he yeah. knows how to cover. Come on, man. Right. I mean, is I, it about coaching? Yes. Is it about yeah. coaching? Yes. Everything that – look, I'm telling you, Barrett, it's about – we see it here. There is a pattern, and I, I'm speaking to the choir with you, but there is a pattern here of guys who have come here, who have been drafted here, who have succeeded elsewhere – and they have taken a step back or they've been slow to develop or they just become stagnant. And then they go somewhere else mm -hmm. like and it doesn't always have to be New England. No, but they go somewhere else. And you start to look at the difference. And then it it comes down to small stuff that coaches work on every week and what you get focused on, what you prepare for versus stuff that might slip through the cracks. And, and I can't ignore that there is a pattern of people that leave here. And are successful. I mean, it's oh, like uh, a certain yeah. radio station in this city. <laughs> everybody who leaves winds up doing something better. And everybody who comes winds up getting sucked in this vacuum. It's uncanny, the resemblance. Well, uh, but look, write that in the column. Yeah. Oh, there <laughs> well, it is. You know what you can put in your column? How you a sound draft like pick from last, the last year comes in and, and makes the game. You know what you can put in that column? <laughs> Casey Tuhill. We drafted him. We didn't know where to put him, linebacker or defensive end. He goes in and makes immediate plays in this game for Washington. Mm -hmm. Come on now, Casey Tuhill. We drafted him like, what, the sixth or seventh round? And he comes in and makes an impact in the game. We don't have that right now from our draft picks that are still on the team. But he comes in and makes an impact on the team. Yeah, but the guy who's doing the drafting is under no hot seat whatsoever, according to recent reports. Yeah, you, you know right. that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I mean, no. to me, that's 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 where that's that's the biggest sign of, of of we don't know what the hell we're doing here in Philadelphia. When yes. if if you if you look at it, even even with Doug, and that's why I don't think Doug's going anywhere because Doug was giving lemons, sour lemons, and they gave him no water and no sugar to make lemonade. Okay, yet, seventh he, round. Pick, right. They picked two hill in the seventh round. Seventh round. See? Yeah. Come on, man. Okay. So here's the fundamental problem. It's not a flaw, but here's the fundamental problem with what you laid out. Your point is accurate, Barrett, more so than not, which is 
the Eagles haven't done enough. I would say not anything, but enough to help Carson and then enough to help Doug in the process. And under normal circumstances, you would have an owner breathe down the neck of a general manager mm -hmm. and say, what the hell are you doing with this quarterback over the last four years with all of these people that you thought could play around him that aren't? And that would then turn the nature or at least the course of the franchise by getting rid of that guy. And at that point, you would have a new, fresh vision. But the problem is that Howie is connected to Lurie at the hip. So the only thing that will change at this point would be the head coach or maybe the offensive coordinator crew or maybe the defensive coordinator, something like that. But the same problem is there, which is the ingredients. It's still going to be the wrong ingredients. Right, right. So, I mean, do we put them back in that little, you know, when just like we did when uh, we had Chip here? Do we put them back in the, in in the, uh in, yes. in the back of the <laughs> and let yeah. him stay around stick Look, around he just does contracts and you know yeah. cap stuff Lurie got it right with Chip he got it wrong with the person he right got it right right idea guy. wrong guy right yes yeah. absolutely and I think look we overvalue money guys in sports we do everybody saw that stupid Moneyball movie with Brad Pitt. And now everybody thinks that if you save a nickel, a nickel and dime on a can of tuna, all of a sudden it <laughs> makes you look like this amazing general right. manager. The reality is, is that you could find people out there that know how to work the cap. Can you find people that know how to mine talent in the right. fifth round of a draft? That's more that's important. important. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and we get away from that. We get you, we think that you can get, you know, athletes that are just okay, but if you get them in the right system, you can have them flourish. How about we get some great athletes in the right system? They'll do more than flourish. They'll be ballers. There's nothing you can tell me that could take away from the fact if you have a guy like Mr. White, Mr. Reggie White, or Mr. Charles Haley, right. or, or you, when you have that type of boss talent, you can you can do what you want to do because they have that talent that could take you above and beyond that step. When you yeah. have average talent, you put them in a position where they're doing okay, they're going to stay okay. But how about getting a guy that's better than okay to have him become a superstar? It, I keep telling you, can, you can – these special – the special, special athletes have a loose screw wrong with them. That's why they're able to take it to the next level. They have something that's not quite right in them that keeps them from being average. It makes them go to another level. If your hit rate, if your hit rate in the draft is your biggest weakness as a general manager, you need a I new know. general manager. <laughs> right. Great point. Okay. Not cap guy. Not cap right. guy. We'll take a quick one. We'll be back. We'll, we are live here still in the break. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Another game last night. Another oh, game wow. tonight. Our buddy Rob Motti from the Associated Press is going to join us in 14 minutes. He's got a good relationship, personal relationship with Carson as well. And we battled it out this morning on TV about who to start. So thought it would be good to carry over that conversation, at least from the point of view of why it should definitely be Carson. Not that it will be or won't be, but it should be. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. We've never experienced a year like 2020. A deadly pandemic, political division, social unrest, natural disasters. Yet, we're still here, and now so are the holidays. Hi, I'm John Dockery. May this holiday season bring you joy and peace. May 2021 be a better year for all of us. 
we wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy new year. Yeah, what happened here? Why are the uh what the boxes are all different? Is yeah. that what they're saying? Yeah. Let me see right. if I can fix that. You know what it is? I'm usually I'm usually coming on five minutes before the show and you guys are already there. So Hold I on, beat man. Harry this time. Hold on. There we go. Is that better? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You were throwing off our equilibrium, bro. You can't Look, do that. Al, where the hell were you? It's eleven twenty-seven. This is probably like 20 hours mm -hmm. after, and then you show up and you tell us that's where it was. Why not yesterday? And, and why did you automatic, like, why did you think of that? That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy, that's a beautiful suit. That, oh. that was referring to that from yesterday, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> like 20 hours late. What's going on? Look good, brother. Yeah, that's right. That's another one. <laughs> oh, look good, brother. You could just feel him, like, grabbing that suit. Yeah. Great. Yeah, just like taking his big fingers and yeah. just like oh. like wrenching the fabric, yeah. you know, <laughs> like just twisting what? it. <laughs> what? what? You guys are on it, man. I'm telling you, man. What's going on? A thing uh, of beauty. It was. It's a nice wool blend. They should have had a. Uh, they should have had what's it called? Uh, they should have streamed that stuff. Yeah. Like, anytime he was on remote. Uh, now COVID, you know, you can't touch anybody. No, so no, no. That's over. But that used to be great. You know? <laughs> so any guest would come on. We'd be live at like the Bru or um, not the Bruno. What was the, the place? Oh, the Reading Terminal Market? No, we're there. But also, uh, what's it called? The other, you know, like the 20, Bruno Brothers. No, it's like 20th and Market, the 22nd and Market, that place we had the Fanatic. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were gonna. You went after that guy for our show. Are you thinking? Yeah. What the hell? Oh, uh, something market. Yeah, that's not a good thing. That I can't remember. I, my brain has been mushed since I, I haven't left my house. But yes, um, we used to have. You know, we had that big show there, and people would come up with just these great hands. It's great. Celebrities drive. That's something that. Will never be duplicated those remotes. No. Oh man. When did we break? 26, 27? Yeah, I guess so. You are listening to the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I will get back to this Harbaugh stuff coming up in a little bit. Again, we have Rob Monty from the Associated Press coming up in 10 minutes. Now, as far as the late game or later game last night, mm -hmm. this one was Josh Allen. He took a little bit off. You know, there, there was a little bit of a, a downward. I don't want to say spiral or anything like that, but he kind of pant. Maybe that's a better way. He plateaued a little bit. He came off really on fire and he just was there. It wasn't like he was significantly worse than where he started, kind of like a drop in Carson Wentz or, or even halfway, something like we've seen with Murray cooling off. He became a manager, a game manager. Yeah, but he didn't have numbers behind it. Right. Last night, man, every single time, the pocket presence, the ability to yeah. know when the heat was on and getting out of that, 
I miss seeing that with a quarterback. And he has got a cannon. Yes, he does. He really does. Did he like did he, what kind of workout did he do in the offseason to be <laughs> able to get so strong and accurate downfield? Like he was a wild duck when he was throwing the ball over 15 yards. And now, yeah. I, like, if he throws it over 20, you know he's throwing to an open guy. His completion percentage has jumped up to 70%, 69.9 for this season. And prior to this season, it was 52.2, 58, 58.8, and 52.8. You know what I saw in this, these, last, these, these these two games? Uh, even, even on Sunday's games, was a touch. Mm-hmm. I saw passes with touch. You know, not sailing over guys' heads, but, you know, hitting the guys where it's supposed to go. Touch, yeah. pass is something that I missed. But it Just helps having digs pass. there, too. I mean, right. that's been a big, big, big. Right. Block. But even, 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 you know, watching, watching Ben, his touch, you know, hitting receivers, you know, mm-hmm. going away from him and they don't have to break stride to just keep running. Right. The touch that he had there or, or looking at even, um, yeah. you know, yesterday's, I mean, uh, on, on Sunday's game. Yeah. Guys having touch, you know. But, that's what I'm saying. Like with the Eagles, when Wentz is in there, everything is static. It's like yeah. go to a spot. I'm going to throw to the ball with the spot. You sit there and catch the ball, and then get tackled. Right. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean. Nothing is like is dynamic down the field in motion. Not leading no. guys. Yeah. You know, even I mean, it's hard for him to throw a little dump pass on the outside to a running back. I mean, it is it's it seems so mechanical and forced. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is. These guys, I mean, I'm watching Mahomes, and I know I can't, you know, I can't put those two names in the same sentence, but I'm no, watching Mahomes. Josh Allen. That, that, right. Don't, yeah. don't, you don't even need to go, Barrett. I don't mean to jump in, but I'm saying you don't even need to go Patrick Mahomes, Aaron. Right, Mahomes. Right, right. Just use the example we saw last night. That's a guy who is all of a sudden jumped on this NFL league and has been able to throw the ball at a – like think about how confident he looked every single time he had the ball in his hands. Everything. When's the last I mean, time we saw Carson look like that? Right. I mean, the different throwing motions, the body positions. We used to say, I mean, I, I can remember saying um, a year and a half ago that the new passers in the NFL are, 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 are baseball-esque. They throw the ball in harm. Almost like shortstops. Yeah, right? Exactly. Right. You know, shortstops throwing from, you know, they got to turn around and, and jump in the air and throw it and with, a you know, a different throwing motion. You know, Ben's always home. done that, too. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you see guys that can throw across their body, but still be accurate or or or, or underarm stuff. I mean, just everything. I, I I saw complete quarterbacks, and I, I haven't seen it here in a long time. Man. No, and it's tough. It's Josh, tough. For me. And Allen last night, every single time San Francisco, and they put a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on Allen, and they put pressure coming from different areas. It felt like Allen knew. Ahead of time, like it felt like Allen and this again is is back to presence and it's about just knowing your surroundings. It felt like Allen had a half second ahead of every time the pocket was going to break mm-hmm. so that you saw him move. And by the time he's moving, the defensive end, the linebacker, the D back, whoever breaks through is just behind like a step behind. And that allowed him to get out the ability for him to just control. It's one thing, as you said, Barrett, right, was a gay manager, making sure that you're moving and everything. But think about the two guys, and you mentioned Diggs already, the other guy that he was able to just pound the football. Beasley. Yes. Yeah. And and a part of that, too, is knowing, really having a good connection. Mm-hmm. With knowing where that guy's going to be. Yeah. 
Yep. And it, and- it, it, it was fluid. It was such a, it was a beautiful thing to watch last night. Now, granted, you know that I gave you the bills a couple of times mm-hmm. over and I was not happy with the Steelers, but it, it, come on. Josh Allen was a thing of beauty last night. Well, I remember me saying this. I don't know if you guys remember, but remember me saying this. Remember I kept on mentioning last week, little black book. And I said, no, I have to change it. It's not a little black book anymore. It's either an iPad or a Microsoft Surface right. where the quarterback needs to know the offense better. Now, when you're saying he's a step ahead, the reason why he's a step ahead of those defenses because he knows what's going on in the offense. He understands where guys are supposed to be. Oh, no, wait. He's not coming over to the sideline and talking to Nate and uh, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> right. You, you, mean, you mean that? Is there something more to this when your defense if, is on the field, Barrett? If you, exactly. If you know the play like the back of your hand, if you know 322 Y stick nod, mm-hmm. and you understand you're going to throw to the nod route, but if the nod route is not open, you know you have an outside slant on one side, and you know you have a shallow cross on the other side, you know that these guys will also be there. So in your pre-snap read, you might see they're trying to high-low your tight end right. who's running mm-hmm. the nod route that the ball's supposed to go there. Nope. So you can instantly say, all right, I'm, I'm going, going to the to tight end. Damn right, it. I'm going to throw it in there anyway, Barrett. We're back, we're back, <laughs> that's what, we're, that's what happens, though. I'm going to throw it anyway. It's the middlephillyvoice.com <laughs> slash the middle at Sports Map Radio. Attention gun owners in the Philadelphia region. Sign up now with our NRA instructor, Bob Dooley, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. We've never experienced a year like 2020. A deadly pandemic, political division, social unrest, natural disasters. Yet, we're still here, and now so are the holidays. Hi, I'm John Dockery. May this holiday season bring you joy and peace. May 2021 be a better year for all of us. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy and Healthy New Year. Sorry, I... No, I was saying I won't be able to go pick up my gun uh, Thursday like normal because uh, I got the colonoscopy. Tomorrow is going to be fasting. All I can drink is Gatorade, water, and uh, chicken broth. Isn't that great? Clear Gatorade too, right? Yeah, they prefer that. Do you have to drink the chicken broth or is that just an option? Um, It's an option, but I mean, I kind of want it. Do you? Yeah. You want to eat? At least it tastes like food. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like it tastes (laughs) like you're having chicken soup, even though you can't have chicken or noodles in it. Right. This sucks. Yeah, I got one when I was 45, man. Oh yeah, I'm 55. This is my first one. Well, I I wasn't playing around, bro. Just because, I mean, I've taken so many drugs when I was playing. You know all the. You know, stuff that I took when I was playing, man, you know, tore it all shots yeah. and this and this and this and that, you know, and I just need to make sure everything was cool with me. Yeah. It's Pagano's, Aton. That yeah. was the place. Jeez. Good spot. Amazing spot. Yeah. I mean, that's the food there was incredible. And it was just such an awesome place. Matt would have us there. It was just such an mm-hmm. awesome place. 
Dean Pagano. Dean Pagano. That was the guy who owns it. No Tito's are? No. How about Corey Davis about to be a free agent? Yeah. Back up the Brinks truck for him. I like that other guy better. Well, Brown's not Brown. <laughs> yeah, I like AJ Brown better. They declined Davis's fifth year, so he's yeah. a free agent. He's better than anybody Carson's thrown to right now this year. Yeah, he's gonna yeah, you're gonna have to back up a Brinks truck for him. And all the I means look like he looks like he's a a, a, a baby to also. All them guys are ripped up. Brown, mm -hmm. him. Yo, Rob, we're back right now on the network. Can you hear us? This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Can you hear us? From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Eric Brooks, and Harry Mays. Live radio has now turned into live streaming at its finest. As we welcome in our friend, our pal here. Now he's not local anymore. He's technically, you can see that beautiful background. Rob Motti from the Associated Press joining us. And <laughs> life is good for him. Yeah, where is that? Uh, I am hanging out on the Gulf of Mexico. Only oh, till beautiful. only till Friday. Be home Friday. So it's oh, just in time to watch the Eagles, huh? <laughs> yeah, just in time. <laughs> Rob's riding out the apocalypse in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> he didn't want has everything now with the virus, and you can't travel, you can't do anything. Rob's hanging out. You figure, you know, better that than miserable thirty-six degrees Philadelphia Ooh. right now, where there's a bite out there. You could find a little snow flurry. Yeah, it's crazy now. We're, we're starting to see winter actually hit, so smart for Rob to get out of here. At Rob Motti on Twitter, that's two A's, two D's. Everything for the Associated Press essentially runs the Associated Press. You could hear them on 97.5 The Fanatic and Faith on the Field, the show as well, locally here. All right, Rob, let's start. You and I had this conversation in the morning, and it, no battle, no argument here. I figured it'd be great just to get your point of view and your opinion based on the connection that you have covering this team also personally with Carson Wentz. Why should Carson Wentz start despite what we saw at the end of the game with Jalen Hurts coming in and really the frustration that we've seen from Wentz all season? Uh, like I said earlier to you today, Aton on Good Day, Good Day Philly, what we saw out of Jalen Hurts while it was encouraging, it was a spark, it also came in essentially what you would consider garbage time when they were down 17 and down 20, that's when he had a little bit of success. They moved the football, had a touchdown. Once Jalen Rieger returned that punt and the Eagles got within a touchdown and the Packers went back from playing a little softer coverage to playing their typical defense, Jalen Hurts was one of five, got sacked two times and threw an interception. Now, that's not to say it's not an indictment on Jalen Hurts. The kid did the best he can under the circumstances. This is Carson Wentz's team, and I feel Carson Wentz should be allowed the opportunity to work through the struggles that he's having. They clearly have growing pains with these young, inexperienced receivers. Too often, guys aren't creating separation. They aren't in the right spot, and we always point the blame at the quarterback and the coach. But ask yourself, when you see a guy who was an MVP candidate three years ago, a guy who had a better passer rating the following year in 18, a guy who last year in December was playing at a high level and suddenly he's struggling. Is it just him or is it the pieces around him? And, and I feel like the pieces around him have failed him, the organization, 
has failed him from top to bottom. And you don't get anything out of playing Jalen Hurts the next four weeks and sitting Carson Wentz down. But you can help Carson Wentz build momentum towards 2021 by having him figure out some of this mess that they're in now over the course of the last four games. You're absolutely right, man. And I, 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 I've been, you know, I've been the lone black sheep as far as saying, hey, we got to have Carson out there. He's going to be out there. And it's not just because it's $108 million worth of him starting out there. But I think it's more so if you put this guy, if you even if you do go said, all right, I'm going to sit Carson down and you put this rookie out there, he can go through the same syndrome that David Carr did back when they put him out there before he was ready to go and he got beat up. He became shell-shocked. At least Carson can get out there because he has some success before. But if you put a young quarterback out there and then have him play in front of that offensive line with the uh, inept um, wide receivers getting open, so you would just do nothing but, but take away a little bit of his, you know, almost like his youth by doing that. You know, I really feel as though you, you'll only hurt him as opposed to seeing what he can do. You hurt him. Barry, you're 100% right. And, and, and of the five of us, right, or four of us, look at my math, of the four <laughs> of us, who played football, right, guys? I mean, Barry played football. He gets this. He understands this. You, you put Jalen Hurts out there, it's the same offensive line. It's the same receiver core. It's the same offensive system. Now, unless they scale back the system and do what they did, we forget when they had success with Nick Foles in 2017, he struggled against the Raiders, the Cowboys a little bit. He only played like uh, a quarter. And then the Falcons, before they went back to what they did in 2017 and what he did well, and then they had success in the final two games. Why don't they go back to what Carson Wentz does well? Why don't they roll him out? Where are the misdirection plays? What happened Absolutely. to the screen game? What happened to the run game? What happened to bootlegs? Why is this offense not built around your franchise quarterback? I don't understand it. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, you know all the points that you guys are making, and I, I agree it's not all Carson's fault. But I just have to ask you, Rob, like what 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 is the reason that Carson? just holds on he, he look he I compared him to a golfer that has the yips he just doesn't want to let it go like it's it's almost like Charles Barkley with his golf swing years ago where he gets stuck at the top and he's like I just can't release the club why is he holding on to the football and then you saw and Hertz come in in his third play in released a ball and just threw it up to Rager and allowed him to make a play on it. why doesn't he do that Rager has separation, Harry. And I love well, this question. It's a great question. You know, and we, we, we get this a lot. We get this often. And today I was looking up the numbers, uh, how often Carson Wentz holds on to the ball. I'll give you a couple quarterbacks who hold it longer than him. Russell Wilson, mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Allen. They all hold the ball longer, to, longer than Carson. But you know what they do? They have a better supporting cast. So they're holding the ball longer but also they're not throwing into tight coverage, tight windows as often as Carson is. He's doing it 19% of his throws. And tight coverage is defined as a defender within one yard of the receiver. So Carson's holding the ball, hoping, hoping, waiting. Somebody get open. I'm a competitor. I got this instinct. I want to make a play. I wish sometimes so people can just be happy with it, that Carson will go out there and be five for 30, with 25 incomplete passes that he throws at the butt of the offensive lineman. They, they be like, oh, he's got, rid of, he's got rid of the ball and he gets sacked, right? You know, so. I, I don't know if it's a, it's taking the sack so much as it is getting out 
and and improvising and doing some things on your own. And this is where I, I think the major difference is. And I don't know how much of this is because of the injury. And if it is, then I think a lot of people, including myself, who love to root for the kid, but recognize that at the very least, just taking a week off won't hurt him. Uh, if this is still injury related, where there's a lack of trust maybe in the body or maybe, and I hate to use the term fear, so I won't, but maybe concern about getting hit again, that presence of being able to move around and being able to kill you with your legs seems gone. And even last night, we saw Rob, somebody in Josh Allen, open things up that were closed because he was able to move around. But we've seen that, Aton. Haven't we seen Carson run a little bit more this year? And if he's concerned about his body, why is he diving headfirst when Miles Sanders fumbles a ball inside the five trying to recover that fumble? He's six yards away from the pile, and he's diving headfirst. He still goes out there. He doesn't slide. He, he takes on hits. He gets beat up in the pocket. So I've heard the injury question, and my concern is this. He was playing at a high level at the end of last year after he had the back injury and the knee injury. The only thing that has happened since then is the head injury, where he took a shot yeah. from Jadavion Clowney that was a late hit. Now, I don't have any reason to think that he's not fine, he's not okay from that head injury. But that's the only thing new, and he hasn't been the same since. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's really an issue, because if you look at – they have success when they go out there and run, um, not necessarily a two-minute offense, but just, you know, get it to the line and and, and call a play. It's, you know, it's not a hurry up, but it just puts a little more pressure on the defense, gives him a little more of an avenue to freestyle while he's out there. Um, if you look at – if you get him outside the pocket, you know, I talked to a lot of – quarter. I played with a lot of quarterbacks. You know, I, I played with Randall Cunningham. Um, I played with guys, you know, like Ben Roethlisberger, and they have told me – the more, they get injured more times inside the pocket than outside the pocket because when they're outside the pocket, they're more aware of their surroundings and what's going around him. I don't think Carson has a, 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 a good pocket presence right now because he is a little gunshot from getting hit while in the pocket. So you move him outside the pocket. Give him a, an opportunity to go make something happen. Let him play frenetic as opposed to making him – You know, I, I, I think Doug and, and the rest of the offense want to make him a, a, a drop back – Brady-esque type of player, and he's not that. He has to get out, move around, and and use his abilities to to improvise, and it makes him a better and a more successful type of quarterback. I agree. I made this comparison after the Giants game. Remember the Giants win on Thursday night when he's out there and he's creating plays, and I think the next day I asked Doug Peterson, I said, you know, you, you've played with Brett Favre, and you're seeing a little bit more of that gunslinger mentality in Carson Wentz, and with it, there's risk and there's reward. So Carson Wentz is going to take those risks, but this team isn't built to win, like you said, with a Tom Brady-esque quarterback in the pocket picking apart defenses, and actually you're seeing Tom Brady struggle a little bit now in a different system with Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. Carson Wentz needs to be allowed to be the playmaker that he is. Go out there with this team in this offense, make plays. If that means taking a risk occasionally, sometimes you're going to throw an interception. Brett Favre threw a ton of them. He threw more than anybody in the history of the NFL. He's in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying MVPs. Yeah, well, Car Carson Wentz isn't at the Brett Favre level, but let's not try and restrain him and restrict him to what he isn't. Get him outside the pocket. It's a collapsing pocket. That pocket is constantly un – he's under pressure. It's a collapsing pocket. Get him outside. 
change his launch angle, change his launch position, let him do what he does best on the run. Every time we see those plays, it's Richard Rodgers catching a ball for like 20, 25 yards. We see it once yeah. or twice a week. That's he it. only throws the tight ends. <laughs> right. Seriously, that are, are running backs out of the backfield, and that's because he's they they teach them their tight ends how to run routes, how to stem, how to use their body to block guys off, create separation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they teach our, our uh, wide receivers how to do that. And that and that's the issue. And listen, these are young, inexperienced receivers. I'm not ready to write off Jalen Rieger. I think the kid's got a chance. He's got potential. We see flashes of it. Hey, we saw it in week one. He got behind a defender. Carson Wentz hit him for a 55-yard over-the-shoulder catch on third and 22. And all of a sudden, we're saying, there it is, how he hit on it. And we got a guy in Jalen Rieger, then he gets hurt. And I think that kind of pushed him back a little bit. So uh, having Jalen Rieger in this offense and working with Carson Wentz for four more weeks is going to help this Eagles team for 2021. You got to look ahead to next year. And, and of course, when you want to look at the problems with this team, you got to start top to bottom. You go. They could have had, DK, you know, they could have had DK Metcalf. They could have had Justin Jefferson. Uh, don't go they could have had somebody yeah. they could had use. Come on, Sweat. we know they could have had, had yeah. Keith Sweat. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, but he's right though. He starts starts with Howie. We thank it's, you, it's brother. Sorry. We we got to get Appreciate out of here, it, guys. Yes, right, enjoy brother. the rest of your vacation. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you guys man. are the best. Enjoy it down there. That's Rob Motti from the Associated Press at Rob Motti. Two A's, two D's. Yes. At that. All right, we'll take a quick one. Uh, a lot to soak up here from Rob's interview. I know that some people on the stream are not happy with oh, Rob's no. stance. Bruder, you know, Bruder's hot right now. Yeah, I can see it. Bruder's lost last night. People That's why hot. he's hot. Oh, is that it? Is that oh, yeah. It? Oh, we have to get to the bottom of that as well in the, in the break here. All right, again, you are listening to the middle. You're watching the middle. We've got new promos. No. Right here in the break. Two new promos from one Ron Culver. We're going to debut right here. It's the middle phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. The, 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 middle. the middle. They arrested a man. They say broke into the Massachusetts home owned by Brady and Bunchen. He was just hanging out on the couch in the basement, man. That's all. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> what was he playing video games? Oh, he, he was just hanging. He just broke in and was just chilling. Just hanging out in the basement. Wow. All right, now let's let's look at this. You've broken into Brady and Giselle's house. You've got 10 minutes before you need to get the hell out of there and not get caught. What are you doing? What are you grabbing? All right, well, if I broke into Giselle and Tom's home in Massachusetts, chances are I'm a Patriot fan. All right. And I'm looking, scouring the house for the soup for a Super Bowl ring. Right. And I'm just where I'm going to if I find one, I'm going to put it on. I'm going through the drawers of the jewelry and all this stuff. Uh, for <laughs> Don't Tommy. you think that's locked up? He's got like six kids. Well, he's got so many rings. He's probably got one on the coffee table. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Nice. Wow. Wow. Right, here's another one. The, the, the middle. Breakdancing has been added as an official Olympic sport for Paris in 2024. All right. It's, it's, it's been long since time that we need to shut the Olympics down. Harry, good. I've been Would saying anybody it for a miss long. the Olympics? Nope. Did Honestly. we miss it this year? I think the only people that nope. want it is NBC because that just gives them two weeks of programming. It's a joke. The Middle with Aton Sander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Wow, Barrett needs to take that down to uh, to the Wells Fargo <laughs> Center and play it. <laughs> 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 
you're not doing a show with that guy anymore, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh. What oh, are you man. doing? Yeah. <laughs> now, Rob Motti, I noticed, Aton, uh, does not follow me on Twitter, no? and I follow him. Um, Do no. I unfollow, refollow, and then enact the 48-hour rule? Yeah, that's yes. strange. How about that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel bad. I should send Rob a text and give him the heads up. <laughs> you know? I hate to have Rob lose some followers. Well, no way. You know, he's he's down there in Mexico. You don't think he's paying attention to his Twitter feed and who's following him and unfollowing him? No. Yeah, probably not. I don't think he's paid attention to He'll be back on Friday. So you what you do is you do it on Saturday. Okay. Oh, okay. And then you give him till Monday. All right. That's what that's that's what you do. That's how you'd run it. Honestly, I I'm just like going with the wind. Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 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 barely in this uh this uh social media thing. I'm I try. I'm really trying. You see, I'm going back and I'm I'm retweeting you guys and everything. I'm trying to make it happen. Wow. Wow. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so... A lot of people not really thrilled with the defense of Carson Wentz, but points that were made by Rob, some reiterated or brought up technically from a chronological standpoint on the show yesterday and even earlier today, uh, I get it. Let me just throw this out. The one thing that I feel like is becoming contradictory is praising And look, I am part of the people that recognize how difficult it was last year to do what he did and praise him as rightfully so for it. But I think it's becoming contradictory to praise Carson Wentz for uplifting guys last year that had no names in the NFL that were not household talents by any means. Mm -hmm. Yet now using that as an excuse. What the hell happened with Travis Fulgham? All of a sudden he can't separate anymore. Right. You know, there that has a lot to do with coaching there. You're right. That, I mean, it's it's so much to do with coaching. I think that the wide receiver position has is definitely went down as far as fundamentally being fundamentally sound, understanding um how to run routes. Those are all things well, that I don't see it. You know, I I, I don't this see this is it. nothing new though either, Barrett. I mean, look, look, you got a, a second round pick who who can't get a sniff of the field. You got uh, Nelson Aguilar, who turned into a shell of what he was supposed to be, and then you know emerged a little bit enough to get another job somewhere else where he's actually making what, plays. That Aguilar can play, man. Yeah, we throw that. This is nothing new. Man. This is this is something you know, and, and hence that's why we've had five quarter, uh, five um, wide receiver coaches in the past five years. I mean, it's a it's a it's a lost art to to teach guys how to run routes, how to. Um, Create separation, you know, mm-hmm. and it's something, you know, that I think guys are more so using athletic talent to get open as opposed to doing the particulars of being a great route runner. A great mm-hmm. route runner, I mean, you have guys that, that did it for years that weren't fat. Look at Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward was slow as pond water, mm-hmm. but he ran routes in a, in a way in which 
He knew he was going to get open. Ben knew he was going to get open. And that's why they got that combination. You know, that's why they had so much success. You have to be able to run routes in this league. You have right. you, everybody can't run go routes like DK Man. nine routes. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, nine. Second hour is going to start right here at the top on the stream. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Ron Culver has fake news at 1225. John McMullen, our NFL insider, will join us as well in the second hour. Wait until I have the headline of all headlines. It's not fake news. I promise you that. Wait until you hear this thing that just came out. It's hilarious about the NFL draft. It's the middle. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. And sports Radio. We've never experienced a year like 2020. A deadly pandemic, political division, social unrest, natural disasters. Yet, we're still here, and now so are the holidays. Hi, I'm John Doherty. May this holiday season bring you joy and peace. May 2021 be a better year for all of us. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy and Healthy New Year. All right, I'm going to read you this headline here. Ready? All right. Are you familiar with Max Gilliam? Gilliam? Yeah. No. He's quarterback at UNLV. No, I don't know him. Okay. UNLV redshirt senior quarterback Max Gilliam mm-hmm. apologized for eating sushi off of a nude model during an appearance on the reality TV show Below Deck earlier this year. Okay. And I'm familiar with that show. I don't As watch it, I. but I know the show. I, I know the show as well. I, okay. I hate to admit it, but it's a, it's a Bravo the, show, right? It is a Bravo show, and it's one of the shows that's on repeat mm-hmm. if I ever venture up out of my cave here and see the wife watching television. Right. It, it's, and now there are multiple below decks. There's a below deck. There's a below deck Mediterranean. Mm. Like, international it's like, it's like a real, real Housewives kind of franchise that they're just moving to different areas. Well, no, be, no, no, no. Below deck is the... Is it, is it on the boat? I know, but like below deck, below deck Mediterranean, they're moving. They're it's just like Real Housewives of this city. Oh, they're, they're, they're franchising yeah. it in different Jersey. locations. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Is this a, this is like these are guys that work on the boat, guys yeah. and girls that work on the boat. These yachts. And they're like and they're like hooking up and stuff yeah. like that. Exactly. Oh yeah. See, we all know it, right? Yeah. Because I'm sure I've seen it like one that. time, and I, I I was looking at it because I I was like I, I like boats, so I'm like right. watching. Then all of a sudden, I was like. What is this? It's like Vanderpump rules on a boat. Yeah, right. So I immediately changed out. the channel. I didn't even see the full episode. I immediately changed the channel. I'm like, this is just like the housewives. I, I changed the channel with that also. Oh, it's a terrible show. Both mm. of them. They're, they're brutal. They're poison on television, but they're addictive. And just mm. like anything, you know, it's it's not typical poison that's gonna kill you. It's like the poison you find in you know potato chips. That's it's a slow death. But you sit there, you watch it, and you need it, you need it. You need all right, it. I got you, I got you. I got but you. that's the thing is, so you rent the boat out, mm. and then they treat you like royalty. And then, of course, as you guys mentioned, there's all the sexual tension and the nonsense that goes back and forth between the staff. Right. So the episode was filmed in Antigua back in February and March. Mm-hmm. It aired last month on Bravo. I actually saw this episode. I know exactly what this is. Quote, I would like to apologize for my poor judgment while on the TV show below deck and acknowledge that I've made a mistake that I will learn from. He said on Twitter, what, what, what was, mistake? Well, let me continue here. It gets even better. While it was not my idea nor any of my friends ideas to eat sushi off of a model, I should have exercised better judgment and declined the idea immediately when it was brought up by the producers. 
Head coach Marcus Arroyo says on Monday the program was unaware of the Gilliam's appearance on the episode. You know, these 0 and 5. 0 and 5. And well, so, sorry. what? what is this why they're 0 and 5? Right. I'm sorry. Eight sushi off a model's rear end. Look, if, if this happened in Philadelphia, you would have people calling up radio stations saying, This is why Carson went yeah. to the <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, we have the follow initiated oh, yeah, by Rob right. Motti already, Aton. So, what that. did you text him? I said, Harry said you need to follow him on Twitter with two emoji crying faces. He says done with the emoji <laughs> crying and Barrett too. Look at that. See, you guys accused me of being selfish just over an hour ago. Wow. And here I am helping the two of you out. <laughs> My All goodness. Right. You know, I'd like some more followers myself. Uh, you know, I like some more followers as well. <laughs> I mean, come on. What is happening here? Why is this a problem? Like, I don't know. I. You know, I didn't everybody's got to apologize for everything nowadays. I don't yeah. apologize for squat. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, this This wouldn't even make the list of things that Barrett did at Kansas State right. that you would have to apologize for if he ate sushi off of a nude model. Think right. about that. But now I, eating sushi in the state of Kansas is a violation anyway. You, well, you, yeah, you know, there's no, no way it could be fresh. It's, it's not fresh. Right. You know it could be fresh. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're signing your own death wish then. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, you might you might have worms leaving, you know. Mm -hmm. I tell you, I have less respect for this kid that he had to apologize for this. Than Why did he have to apologize? No, Why? I maybe somebody told him he's going to be in the draft. And this is going to hurt him in an interview. He's the quarterback of an 0-5 football team. <laughs> He's right. going to be in the draft? Right. I don't know. Jeez. Well, just to put things in perspective, Sheesh. you know, I can, I can truly say that if they were camera phones back in my first couple of years in the NFL, yeah. there wouldn't be an NFL. Right. Some of the stuff that I saw was <laughs> unreal. Right. And if camera phones was there, it it would have been over. Right. It had been over. Oh, of course. Here's the thing, though. This wasn't even a camera. This wasn't even like something that was shot in the back of a bar while he's doing something shady. Mm -hmm. This was on a television show and it's on Bravo. This wasn't a porn. Right. Like that like what the hell's going on here? Garoppolo's dating a porn star. This guy's got to apologize. Well, here, here's <laughs> the thing, though. UNLV's claiming they didn't know about it. As an amateur athlete, doesn't he have to run this through the program in order to be on the show? No. Uh, Why? I don't know. He didn't get paid. He, he didn't get right. paid? No. Oh, yeah. If you don't get paid, you're still an amateur. This is a guy. Oh, you don't have the effects knowledge of this. Lie, they are they're lying. I'm not buying they didn't know about right, it. Right, right, exactly. They're lying. The middle starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, this has now become my favorite story of the day. Until Dallas comes on and Beats Baltimore outright, or at the very least covers that monstrous eight-and-a-half-point spread, which we'll get to coming up in a couple of minutes. We have John McMullen. We have fake news. We have a lot of things happening here in this second hour. But I, I love this story now. I can't get enough of this kid at UNLV who was pres clearly pressured into apologizing for eating sushi off of a nude model in Antigua that wasn't caught by some – booster for another school 
Right. Instead, it was broadcast on Bravo's Below Deck. And apparently this is something that he felt or was pressured into the need to apologize. Well, how did he get on the show? Well, yeah, how did he end up in Antigua? That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't yeah. get to Antigua. We just did six minutes on this, and that's the question you have. This well, show. yeah, because of the college <laughs> athletes in Antigua. I mean, these are the questions anybody should be asking. It happened in February and March, all right? So February into March. And right. what happens is you, uh, with the money, if you have the money, you can rent this boat. Below well, he's from Antigua. Thousand Oaks, California, so maybe he comes from some money. Yeah, well, that, That's fine, yeah, and it's yeah. probably his family that did that, right? So his family is there, or he's a, a guest of his buddy or some family member or a friend, whatever it may be, like you're there, you're part of mm -hmm. an exclusive party of six, eight people, maybe that's on this boat. Right. And then you go and you do stuff. There are excursions. It's like having a mini cruise. Right. Except you don't have to share this boat with people. 6,000 people. Absolutely. Yeah. So they go in different spots and then they stop places. So, right. Hey, we've anchored. Let's go. And we're at Antigua. So I don't think the nude model was on the boat. I think they got off at Antigua. They went to some club, and that's where they had the nude model there lay out. And the producers were, "Hey, you should, you should eat some sushi off of it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well Harry, yeah, part of me. You rent the boat. Yeah. Whatever happens on the boat stays on the boat, bro. No, not with cameras. Not when they know when there's cameras, Barrett. <laughs> cameras everywhere. Right. Who do these people sleep? You see the staff sleeping. They have camera infrared right. cameras. Now this guy's a senior, so he's he's definitely above 21 years of old of age. So it's not an issue of him going to clubs, drinking, imbibing, and things like that. Yeah, it's true. So all right. Well, back in three. Football game coming up as well. I love this story. This 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 is this is that to me is it's not really a story. I mean, I don't I wouldn't apologize for anything. I mean, what you know what I mean, he's not married. He he didn't get paid for it. Not so I don't see know. what's wrong with it. Well, right. Well, that might be the case. He might have got paid for it. But even still, and that's that's a problem that I have with um, you know, the term amateur athletes, anyways. You know, it's ridiculous that these guys don't I mean, even like for instance, me. I'm in college. I'm paying child support, but I can't get a job during the season or during the school year. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. I just have to cut hair. And 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 I was like a I was the muscle for this kid that you know, see, I was involved with um I was involved in the in betting, you know, even back in college. I just never bet. Right. But like, you'd go collect the debts. Yes, I would yeah, collect yeah, yeah. It's this little guy. He was he was he he was in a he was in my dorm room next to me, and his pops was a big um, you know, bookie in, in Vegas, actually in Vegas. Yeah. And the kid would always, you know, have to pay his pops, but they, nobody would pay him. Hmm. They wouldn't give him the money. So I used to go collect for him. He would give me one third of what he had, what I would collect for him. And I was probably making like probably 1300 bucks a week. Wow. For like eight months, bro. I was living high on the hog. And it's my senior Aton year. Aton wants his number right now. Aton will go. will spend two hour, two days a week going and collecting. That's right. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm collecting for this guy, man. I, I it, it was it was amazing. It was amazing how much money. Yeah. That people were, they just weren't paying him. Right. I remember I had to go collect from one of the best guys on the basketball squad that I knew. He was my boy. But dog, uh, you wow. you got to get that up, man. You got to give it up, man. No, no, dog, you got to give it up, man. Got to give it up. Be good. No, it's no. He was beat. betting on sports. This guy, yeah. Well, he yeah. was probably throwing games. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, you guys take it. In a, well, that's the way you get out of it. 
that's, that's how you win. That's no. that's the way you get out of debt. See, there you go. You there you go. The yeah, there I go. <laughs> yeah, see, we got this uh, this uh, two guard on the K State team. <laughs> well, he's into me for like twenty large. So right, right, uh, right. you know, they are um, they're eighteen point favorites tonight against uh, Iowa State. Well, they're only going to win by fifteen. I have You'll- it on assurance. Right. <laughs> so we're putting big money on Iowa State. Well, the big reason I had to stop doing it is because it was one of the uh, one guy I had to go collect from was one of the um, the boosters mm-hmm. for Kansas State, and he was he was in for like I think he he owed him like seventy eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and good. he didn't want to pay. And I go to collect, and when I go to collect, I'm pulling up to a house that I had been to before. I'm like, oh man, come on now. You knew this right away, right? <laughs> This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I'm looking at this line. It dropped to seven and a half earlier. It's now back up to eight and a half. Wow. Is anybody going to be brave? This would be the, look, I get it. You pick Washington. I saw PGF. Rightfully so, strutting his chest about knocking Washington down back when they were a 13. And I think it opened up at like 13 or something. Ridiculous. It was like 10, 10 and a half originally. Half? Yeah, okay. yeah. because then they took it off the board. And then it came back at seven and a half, seven, seven yeah. somewhere around right there. Six. Remember, it was six and a half. Yeah. Yes. Why are they taking off the board sometimes? What, what, what's well, because it got delayed so many times. Oh, so they don't, they don't want to be paying that. Okay. You know, same thing happened with the Eagles where they were off the board for a little bit, then it came back. Yeah. Anything mm-hmm. that would, would threaten a pushback, a delay, even a postponement. So tonight we have a game at 8.05. And this is great. Tuesday night football is fantastic. Sign me up. I don't care who's playing. Right. It's even better because it's Dallas. Well, yeah. Well, personally for us, it does yeah. because this is now the race to stay out of the basement. Right now, the the two teams that should have been vying for this division lead are now going to be fighting to stay out of the basement. Right. Ravens have lost three straight. They have. They're at home. It's not even a short week, technically, because they played on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like this. This would be the time in which you'd get used to the jet lag. If you played on Sunday, maybe there was a little bit of the jet lag for the Steelers yesterday because they had that weird week. But this is coming up on six days now. Yeah, this was supposed to be last Thursday night's game. Correct. Yeah. Is anybody, because I, I just, again, I'm all over Baltimore on this. I'm not going to take the number at eight and a half. I'm just going to use that money line in a couple of different parlay plays. I don't know how Dallas can be. Baltimore losing four in a row and that fourth loss coming to this Dallas team would be a major surprise to me. Well, I took plus Dallas the plus the eight and a half. Ooh, I don't know if I did that. Just because it's it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. Yeah, it's a lot of points. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm Ravens. The Ravens are, are are fighting out of a, you know, they they have to do something right now. They can no they can no longer, um, right. Play but they don't have to win by nine. But still, they're gonna try to make a. They're gonna try to make a. Especially with, you know, Jackson not playing last week. They're gonna try to make a point, man, to yeah. everybody because everybody thinks they're losers now. Yeah. So now, he's going to try to make a point. Still out though, right? That's his best buddy this year. Ingram? Who? No, Mark Andrews, the tight end. Oh, Andrews. Yeah, yeah Andrews. Yeah. Uh, he's he's still, out. Yeah, I believe so. I believe he's well, still that's out. Tough. 
But but still, they're gonna run the ball on 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 Dallas. Dallas can't stop the run. You know, Baltimore pound it. They pressured a lot. I know they lose that game to Pittsburgh last week, but with Yannick and that front, they have been able to get through at times. I, I wonder. And Harry, I, I get what you're saying, and, and that's why I stayed away from the line itself. And eight mm-hmm. and a half is is a lot. It definitely mm-hmm. is a lot, especially on a primetime game. I just don't know what to expect from this offense. I mean, I, I, is Ezekiel Elliott even healthy right now? Well, I mean, he's playing football. I don't know that he's not healthy, but he's he's not playing well. He's fumbling the ball all over the place. He he almost looks disinterested. Yeah, he does. You know, yeah. it's like whatever. Yeah, he could have stayed in Cabo for this, right? Right. <laughs> what the hell is he doing coming back here? Remember, Jerry Jones was beating down his door, blowing his cell up. Uh, you know, you do it better. We need you back. We need you back. Now, Baltimore has Cleveland next week on the road. Uh, you think this is a look ahead scenario? Well, I'm, ju- I'm just saying this is the classic. Let's just do what we got to do to get out of here and focus on the Browns. Now, Jeff Bruder, be more by 17 tonight. They beat up on bad teams. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. And you got an Ingram's back. You know, Ingram hasn't played in, what, two or three weeks. He's well, fresh. going to want to run this thing. Right. I mean, Andy Dalton would be the only reason why. And and let me be honest with you. I have a scenario that I was going to throw at you here. And the eyebrows. Was, that's what you're going to bring up. To, the no, eyebrows. No, no. You're going to be stuck <laughs> watching this guy. I'm sorry. And it's going to be that and the Eagles, Eagles all around guy in your head. Over That's hell for you. It's right. Up every day, and all you see is Andy Dalton's eyebrows, mm-hmm. and all you can hear is Eagles all around. But tonight, now this is what I did, and I'm curious. I tell me what you think here. I have a cash out opportunity. Okay. Jeez. Oh, I put four units on a teaser. So the two team teaser, it dropped Buffalo. Basically, I took Buffalo at minus three last night. That hits. So that gave me decent odds because at minus three, it was an alternative spread. Now, what I did was I teased Dallas all the way up to plus 16. Hmm. So right now, I have a cash out ability where I laid four units and I can cash out and make six units. So basically, I can make a total of two units mm-hmm. if I cash out this bet. If I, if I hold it, then I'm going to make four units. I'm going to double my initial bet. And you have 16 with the Cowboys? I have 16 with the Cowboys tonight. You think I, I wouldn't even consider that? cashing that out. Okay. Okay. Just curious. Wow. Just cur- now, same scenario. Another scenario. A little tighter here. Took the same type of mentality last night. Teased the Bills all the way up. I, I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. But I teased the Bills all the way up to plus seven and a half last night. Okay. So this is one unit right now that I've laid on this. The teaser also includes Philadelphia, who I teased up to plus 10 and a half. Now, the cash out is basically like, you know, 10%. It's, it's like uh, 10% of a unit. Mm-hmm. But I can at least make that as opposed to watching the Eagles not cover 10 and a half. Right. So I would I would consider cashing that one out. What ten and a half is even ten and a half mm-hmm. is too little for you heading into this game against the Saints. Yes, the way their defense plays. <laughs> oh man, I didn't yeah. expect that. The short short game. short leash right now with with Carson. Well, I, I mean that's the only, that's the only thing that makes the game remotely interesting. Yeah. is when is Carson going to get pulled? And right. how fast can he move the football in Hurts down the field and maybe sneak it like we saw on 
last week, maybe sneak a touchdown. That Saints defense, though, is incredible. So I, I can't think that. And look, this game today or tonight, technically, Baltimore needs this, man. Mm-hmm. Baltimore, and that's where I, I think the look ahead maybe doesn't mean as much because you said it. They've lost four st- or three straight. Three straight yeah. They're on the verge of going six and six right now through the season with a, another loss. Mm-hmm. This is not a good team. You know, they've lost to that. That New England loss was a disgrace. They should not have gone into New England and lost that football game. But you know, they lose to Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Those aren't bad. Those are good teams. teams. Right. Yeah. Right. You don't think that this is a, a take some frustration game out for Baltimore? And that's what I said. I mean, you know, they got to get this stigma off of them. You know, the funk that they're a losing team is, is all over them right now. They're smelling like losers. So they have to do something to get it off of them. And, and I believe this is one of those get back games. Understand it that they're going to they're the thing that Dallas doesn't do the best is what the Ravens do the best. They run the rock. They run the peel. They're going to run in between those tackles all day and they're not going to be able to stop them. So I, 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 that's why I say it's going to this is going to be a, a, a get back game for for the Ravens. They need this. And I'll tell you what, Harbaugh is going to have them, you know, Eating, eating gunpowder and hot sauce. They'll be ready to rock and roll, bro. I tell you what, man. <laughs> Barrett almost went into his John Gruden. I mean, that, you hear that's, that? Yeah, that's what Gruden is feeding. I tell you what, Derek man. Carr. Man, I tell you what, man. We got some new ammo, man. We got that crazy hot sauce, man. I tell you what. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Tonight, can you imagine this? What happens if Dallas does win? Mm. If Dallas wins, we're looking at a division. That is abominable. It's awful. It's terrible, right? At the same time, three of the four teams just win pretty big wins, mind you, with backup to third-string quarterback play. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles are still trying to figure out how to get their first-string quarterback to play. All on the road. It's true. That would be... All on the road against much better teams. Significantly better, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would be too much. Too much. At that point, maybe you do fire Doug. <laughs> Dallas wins tonight. Maybe you can say, look, we, we need we need to do something here. Get hey, Jim Harbaugh. They're gonna, they're gonna fire him off, off somebody else losing. Seriously. <laughs> Looking around and be like, look, you, you could not win with your starting quarterback. Yet everybody Let else I... won on the road with backups. Mm-hmm. Come on. If yeah. that's not a perfect representation of what's going wrong in Philadelphia. And Colt really McCoy. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Percentage since 2000. Jeez. Come on. What are we talking about here? Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL? Guy hasn't even been fired yet, and he's already got a foot out the door. He can't help himself sticking his nose in other people's well, business. Th- the interesting thing, and I, maybe it's because I'm equally as interested in college as I am pro, is then what does Michigan do? Because apparently Urban Meyer now said no to Texas. Did you see that? I did not. That yeah. is, that's a huge no right there. I, yeah, I well, it was because of health reasons is what was cited. Right, which, yeah. which won't be a problem at all when he signs on the dotted line of Michigan three months. <laughs> <laughs> Just like he needed to spend time with his family for like six and a half months. I mean, he'd be the ultimate Benedict Arnold. It'd be a fast, fascinating story. Ohio right. State to Michigan. Yeah. Didn't he do that, that before? Never happens. Happens. Didn't he What's do that, that before? Didn't he do that before? He quits one place. 
And well, yeah, but not a place only... like oh, that would be like you know Ohio State and Michigan. I mean, you don't do that, right? That's, right, right, right. Oh, that's this. Yes, he's a murder. The worst. He doesn't have any loyalty to anybody. <laughs> you know, he's a hired gun. Now, to be fair, if I'm Michigan and I know that I have a shot, I go for it. I would fire Harbaugh just to have a shot. Oh yeah, Meyer. Now I tell you, having a guy like Luke Fickle coach your team wouldn't be a terrible number two. It's just you know. Well, that's the same situation, isn't it? Well, well he, yeah, he was at Ohio State. He was he, right. He was the interim after they booted uh, sweater vest. Right. Right. Trestle. Yeah. <laughs> Trestle. He, he does. Yeah, Trestle. So I yeah, no kind of the same situation. Right. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, you you might have you might have to go somewhere else at this point. I mm. I don't know where you go if it's college or do you try and take somebody out of the NFL. Yeah, well, if I, if I'm a college and I need a coach, I'm going and bringing in Hugh Freeze. Not bad. Know. That's where I'm going. I don't care about his past. You're bringing in that Hugh and Michigan. That, that, that guy, that guy gets an offense together. He'll put 38 to 45 on on the board every week. Well, you think that this guy here and Hugh Freeze is going to be widely accepted by the Michigan boosters? Oh, I don't know about it. I don't know if you get the right kind of guys to go to Michigan to run okay. that offense. Okay. You know, but uh, if I, I if I was South Carolina, I would have done it. They didn't do that. They went and got Beamer's kid. Yep. Well, word is that um, there's some pretty tight relations between, um, you know, our GM and Lincoln Riley. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, our talk GM, a lot. meaning Howie Roseman? Yeah, they I mean, they like Lincoln a lot. They talk to Lincoln – when they were talking about uh, drafting um, Hertz hmm. and also drafting um, when they were talking about Lane. Wow. So you don't know what you don't know. I didn't realize <laughs> that at all. All right, we'll take a quick one here. A lot happening. I haven't got word yet from John McMullen about whether or not he's going to be on at 1240 or if he's even going to be on then how the man of mystery really yeah so we assume john's going to join us at 12 40 it's a tuesday they're off aren't they isn't everybody off yeah that's why rob was able to hang out with us in florida so we have fake news next with ron culver you're listening you're watching it's the middle phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio we've never experienced a year like 2020 a deadly pandemic political division social unrest natural disasters yet we're still here and now so are the holidays hi i'm john Doherty. may this holiday season bring you joy and peace may 2021 be a better year for all of us we wish you a merry christmas and a happy and healthy new year all right so two and a half two and a half Two and a half units. Yep, I might have to cash that Eagles one out. <laughs> Ten and a half is a disgrace. Somebody told me uh, Stoops was trying to get back into the game. Also, college game, brother. Is that right? Yeah. Interesting. I'll take Robert Salee all day. Salou, Salee, whatever his name is. 
Yeah, I mean, think about it. You'd have to fire Jim and Doug. So that's that's really what they should do if if they are going to move on from Doug is bring in somebody to run the defense and then have it completely like an offensive mind, almost like you're having it now, but flip it, right? Like bring in Salah in there and have him run the entire, like have him run the defense and have him run the culture and then bring in an offensive mind that his only job is to work with that damn quarterback. He is one of the- you know, like that's it. That's your only job is to is to maximize this kid. You don't have to run the team, you don't have to answer these head coach pressers or anything like that. <laughs> Just get in there. Nothing but that. Uh, <laughs> bring in Dr. Phil. Remarkable. Oh, I thought that was you on the promo. Paging Dr. Phil. Paging Dr. Phil. Carson needs to talk to you, Paging Dr. Phil. Isn't that great? <laughs> well, Put him on the couch. <laughs> Seriously. Seven and seven. Are you back at Kansas State? Oh, here we How go. tall are you, Barrett? Six five, six six. Six five and a half. Yeah, you're gonna get whatever you want. In the middle with Aton Sander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays want. from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Well, we got fake news. Yeah. Then I believe John. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I've seen a lot of crazy stories over the past couple of days, so I wonder if anything has made the cut for Ron Culver. He's got three. One of them is fake. It's our job, fake news, to determine which one of those is not true. Ron does a really good job of fooling us, so take mm-hmm. away, my friend. See, I feel like one of these days, because there has been a lot of crazy stories, you know, I mean, you guys brought up, a, you know, a young man getting in trouble for eating sushi. What that, I mean, like that, that's a big deal, right? To somebody, it's a big deal, yes. To someone, yeah, but it's not. We all know that. But I, I do have uh, three stories. One possibly could be fake. Okay. And uh, but I is I there a theme? Like, I sense a theme. No, there's no, there's no theme. No, there's no theme. They're all just random stories. But I feel like this might be just like one of those gimme days because I swear you guys have seen this this news. Okay. At some point or another, you guys have had to come across it. Just haven't mentioned it yet, and it's worth mentioning. Let's do it. Story number one, an Italian man went for a 280-mile walk to calm down after an argument that with his wife. That makes a lot of sense. We've all been there. <laughs> uh, but to make matters worse, he was then fined for breaching coronavirus <laughs> lockdown regulations. It must have been worth it, man. Mm-hmm. To get the hell out of that house, it must have been worth it. So, in other words, he he walked this miles. without a mask. He was averaging forty miles a day. And uh, how many days was he gone? Just seven. Yeah. It, what it was? It's a walkabout, like Crocodile Dundee. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that his wife uh, filed a missing persons report. Mm-hmm. How many days into it? That's the big question. How many days gone did it take her to file the missing persons report? <laughs> Six. Then, then that tells you everything you need to know about right. why I got the hell out of there. She didn't even know he was gone. Right. She's still for... yelling for the first two days. <laughs> 
Good work right. by him. Yeah. I mean, what kind of argument do you think I had to be for you? To, what What would take you guys to go for a walk for 280 miles after an argument with your wife? Well, Anything. I've done that. Anything. 280 miles? Yeah. I don't get in arguments walk with my wife. 280 miles. Well, I didn't walk. I drove. I got the hell out. That's different. No. I'm saying walk. Well, I don't know. Maybe Loose this was on the ground. I, okay, I, this would be my guess. It's something that he's routinely brought up, or that she's routinely brought up. But since he's the one who left, my guess is that it's something that she's routinely brought up, and he just ignores or is ignored, and finally he just had it. Hmm. Like I can't tell you how many times I told you if you're not gonna, or maybe it's I don't know. Maybe she's making something wrong. I don't know. But I guarantee you it's not something that just happened. Now, this has been building. Yes, this was in Italy as well. Okay. All right, what's story two? Story number two. Lifetime Films has announced that in addition to their upcoming movie, Recipe for Seduction. You all saw that trailer, right? This is on Lifetime? Lifetime. Uh, No. No, if it's not on Bravo, then I don't know. Boss Lady's seen it. uh, I don't know. I've never seen it. In addition to their movie <laughs> Recipe for Seduction, which stars Mario Lopez, oh as, yes, as huh. Colonel Harlan Sanders, they will be releasing other films under the fast food genre. Mm. Okay, wait, okay. wait a second. I've seen a bunch of people post yeah. the banner that has Mario Lopez in this, and I just ignored it the whole time. Right. So I'm what, trying to ignore it. it it's tough. Trust I'm me. trying to not see it. You'd have to mute Mario Lopez as far as a term on Twitter. <laughs> so it's impossible you can't you can't avoid it it's everywhere and all and and this is now a combination this is a new partnership with lifetime is what you're telling us yes and but not only top of that but lifetime is also going to be coming out with a bunch of other fast food genre films oh great i can't wait fantastic what type? What's a fast food genre film what what is i have no idea what about that little redheaded girl from wendy's could do a little expose on her. <laughs> what's, what's, what is going right. on right now? All I can think about is damn sex and, and chicken right now. What the hell is going on? Not a bad combination. Now, now we're talking about Wendy. <laughs> Look, <laughs> what? Maybe not even that order, but that's a hell that of a combo. Right. That's right. a parlay I would not cash out. Yeah. What's <laughs> <laughs> story three? It's finger looking good. <laughs> there you go, Barrett. I'll let Barrett get out of his system first. <laughs> or he might be gone. We might, we might we be here know. for a while. Yeah, we I think know. he's yeah. out. If he doesn't get it out of his system now, he might be walking 280 miles. <laughs> yeah. Let me mute myself. Hold on. Story number three. An Englishman named William Shakespeare. Yes. Became the first man in the UK to receive the COVID vaccine outside of testing. I saw this as well. So first off, story one. For me, it will be fake, but I, I did see this and it did get me thinking. It's probably a popular name. We think of it not as a popular name. Well, but wait, wait, say it. Re- read that again. The third one. They, an Englishman named William Shakespeare became the first man in the UK to receive the COVID vaccine outside of testing. He's like 93, right? Something like that. I thought it was a woman that was 90 some years old that got the first one. I don't think she was in. It was no. in England. Yes. So here's the thing. The the debate is whether or who was first. But I know Shakespeare, a guy named Shakespeare, got the vaccine. Hmm. 
So I, but I also saw this woman who's like a hundred years old. She's like 98 or something. Yeah. And she got it. I I think maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was just a matter of semantics there, but there is a guy named Shakespeare Mm. who's 90 plus who got a vaccine and it it just, I don't know. I I think it's, you don't think so, Ron. It sounded like maybe you didn't think that this is a popular last name. I don't know if it's like Smith or Johnson here. Well, let me ask you this. How many George Washingtons do you know? I know people that are named Washington, and I'm of sure course. there's right Washington. Right. Do you, know, do you know any George Washington? I know no. like four people that are named Washington. I imagine there are a lot more people named Washington than four people. Well, so I'm just going off of because his last name is Shakespeare. That his first name, that his parents decided to name him William. Yeah, That's absolutely. The homage. The question is, does he go as Billy? Yeah, probably. I mean, Bill. He, uh, Bill? I think you go Billy, right? Hmm. What what type? Not Willie. No, not Willie. You can't go Willie Shakespeare. <laughs> you could go Billy or Billiam. Barrett's back to uh, sex and chicken. Yeah, yeah he's... <laughs> exactly. I will. Right, well, We've lost for the great. rest of the show. I would I would vote story one unless I'm missing a key detail in story three. Mm. Well, I know that story two is true. Correct. Um. And I already told you story three is, but yeah. So I guess I'd have to go one. I'm going one just because I, I mean, (laughs) what you would do for that secret recipe. Just, I just can't get it out of my mind, man. You just, you'll do anything for that secret recipe. (laughs) Was 11 herbs and spices, whatever it is. Yep. Story number three is true. Uh, A woman was the first person, but I said first man. First man. Okay. Story number one is true. Story number two, yes, there is a Mario Lopez movie, but I don't know anything about there being a whole line of genre. Oh, so genre. you got it. Technicality? You got wow. It. Oh, how shady is that? Wow. That's terrible. See? Oh. finger looking good. I had won three in a row, and now he's gone. He's already, like, stooped to those levels. <laughs> Unbelievable. Honestly, I, I, Aton, what do you say about this? I mean, he's, you know, I'm telling you, it's a bad beat. We got it was a bad bad beat. beat. Ron, you're my guy, bro. You'll be forever my guy. We got crushed. Wow. Technicality. Uh, That was uh, pretty good. You made my day. Well, that's what I get for not wanting to know more about the Mario Lopez story because had I checked into it, you know, it it's, comes in front of me on Twitter, and I just avoid it. But had I not avoided it, I would have known that. Hey, Ron, what is that damn Mario Lopez thing actually about? It says right here, Mario Lopez stirs up a recipe from seduction as KFC's Colonel Sanders in New Lifetime mini-movie. I, I can't watch the – I want to I watch the trailer. I can't wait to watch the trailer. <laughs> I tell you, you're better off watching bad football tape mm-hmm. over and over again. Just keep re-watching the Eagles games. Yeah. <laughs> so Colonel Sanders is a um, is a uh, what was he a pimp? Person? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. What I mean? What 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 else could he be? I mean, it means seduction, chicken. Well, he's a player. I mean, what's going on? I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. I don't know. Well, what's going on with McMullen? I don't know either. Really? Yeah, I didn't hear from you. Wow. No text, nothing. The mafia is is is, is playing us today. 
He's not playing with us. I know that. He's out. We're not out yet. We still have some time here. Maybe he's racing back from, well, there's no practice, right? Well, they do practice on, on Tuesdays, I think. I thought Tuesday is off. No? No. They're, they're one of the few teams that do. Yeah, Everywhere I've always virtual, went, Tuesday was off. Isn't isn't it all virtual to, on like the first two days of the week now? I couldn't even tell you. I thought it's they. So different I these thought, days. That's what I'm saying. I thought they made everything virtual now. Which I guess you could still have a press conference. That's why we suck doing too much virtual stuff. Let's get some real football going. Oh, here's John. There See? he is. See, look at that. See, look at that. You doubted John. There he is. And here he is. No, I texted him. I said, you're jumping on, and boom, there he is. Oh, he was already boom. here. Yeah, the clock, uh, the clock sweeps up on <laughs> But I'm here. I'm always here. Oh, yeah. We got the great job at Muller in the house. John, did you notice something about sex and chicken? Is the <laughs> On the map Too much, Barry. Uh, more, probably more than that. Unfortunately, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. We return back live on the stream. We never left phillyvoice.com/slash the middle, and you are watching a familiar face join the program two days a week. We'll be back overtime later in the week with John McMullen, but right now we've got a nice chunk of a segment here at jf mcmullen joining us and covers the nfl covers the philadelphia eagles si philly voice and courtesy here of jacob media all right john i i was thinking that we could start somewhere else just because our heads continue to get pounded into the pavement here but let's get your educated guess it's day three of the hostage situation in which Eagles fans and media are being held according to the team on who will start on Sunday, who will start on Sunday? Um, I think Carson Wentz uh, <laughs> only because I, I think Doug would have uh, made the decision a little bit quicker uh, to excite some people if it were Jalen Hurts, but you can play it any other way. You could say that um, he, he's trying to play the competitive advantage card, which he likes to do. Uh, I don't see the point at this stage. But my theory is this this team stinks. The offensive line stinks. The receivers stink. The running right. backs stink. Jalen Hurts is just going to look bad with this group as well. So you might as well finish it out with Carson Wentz. He's going to be here next year anyway. Right, he's going to be here next year and probably the year after that. Uh, but is there a fix? And this late into the season, I mean, can can being benched uh, last week be the thing that that finally wakes Carson up, or is this something that can't be fixed with the current personnel and coaching until the off season? Yeah, I think this is an off season thing. I've, you know, we've seen enough. This is seventy five percent of the season. Uh, the guy is not there mentally. Uh, he shot, and I, and I, I think a lot of it does have to do uh, with the skill position players. But still, I mean, you have to handle adversity. I've said that consistently. 
better than Carson Wentz has. My my bigger point is if, if you do have something in Jalen Hurts, I, I don't want to David Carham with this personnel group uh, because they're they're not going to get better. They might get a little bit of, of spark, as Doug calls it, or juice as they did against Green Bay. But ultimately, over time, these guys are going to revert to what they are, and they're just not good enough. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> we, we we're, we're past the point of thinking you know any type of division hope or anything else. And you know, even though we're not tanking, but I mean, number five choice pick in the draft. Looks, yeah, right. <laughs> but a number five pick in the draft looks pretty good. Um, not if Howie's picking it. Well, yeah. that's what I was going to say. I mean, are you confident in Cal, uh, in, in Howie's ability right now to 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 take this team into the future? Uh. No, uh, I mean, I think you need a stronger personnel hand or, you know, I think Mandy Waddle is is a good personnel guy. But I mean, is how we going to listen to him? I, I think that's ultimately uh, where it stands. The Eagles have a lot of guys in that building that can help with personnel. They have to be listened to. And, and maybe. I know a lot of people speculated if you go back to April, it was the first. Uh, virtual draft and how he wasn't in the room with Andy Weidel and the scouts, and maybe they couldn't give their case as strongly as they typically could be. So maybe getting back in the building, getting everyone together, this collaborative process can work a little bit better and how he isn't left to his own devices. But, you know, if you're picking number five, uh, Barrett, you, you, you got a good chance to be successful. I mean, it's going to be pretty clear. You think about Lane Johnson, that was the fourth overall pick. So if you have a modicum of, of common sense, you should be able to hit at number five. Well, Question is second, that, third round. Right. And the thing, too, is that th this is far from over. You never know. I mean, the Eagles do have the ability to beat a team or two. Not this week. I don't think we're all in agreement on that. But as things get down there, and you never know, Dallas – continues to lose so there are teams and things around you where I, I don't think it's locked in and five to eight or five to ten all of a sudden becomes increasingly difficult i am curious yeah. john to get your thoughts on on something real quick we saw this yesterday it's been brought up as well i don't know if it's in regards of attacking or defending or just observing what's happened with carson wentz but the steelers are the number one team in the NFL with drop footballs. The Eagles, I think, are second or third. So clearly there is a wide gap between what the Steelers are doing this year and what the Eagles are doing this year. And yes, the drops hurt them yesterday, but clearly they've been able to get over that, whereas the Eagles, it looks like every single week we're trying to find numbers or something to explain away the obvious, which we go back to this team can't really compete. Well, in between the drops with Pittsburgh, the receivers are big play guys, all of them. Juju, uh, Chase Claypool, uh, Deontay Johnson, they all make big plays. So, yeah, they drop the football occasionally, but they're also explosive players. The Eagles have – the Eagles drop the football and they don't have explosive players. So, there's the difference. I, I mean, hopefully Jalen Rager gets to that point. But they don't make the other plays. You saw Chase Claypool against the Eagles. Mm -hmm. He had four touchdowns, could have had five uh, if it wasn't for 
uh, a poor call, poor offensive pass interference call. So uh, those guys are playmakers. And, yeah, they drop the football, but you live with it because they're playmakers. If John Hightower's dropping the football, you don't live with it because he can't make a play. <laughs> you know, what What happens uh, next? Does Doug put four has put four tight ends on the roster and just send them out because that seems to be the only guys that Carson Wentz looks to and actually throws yeah. to. And actually Richard Rogers has been playing well. So you yeah. put 13 out there now that Zach is back. I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I, it wouldn't kill me because boy, these receivers do nothing. And part of it's Carson. I mean, he, he doesn't trust him. He doesn't throw the football. He doesn't pull the trigger. They're occasionally open. Jalen Hurts proved that. But I I don't think you're getting consistent production with Jalen Hurts throwing to those receivers. That They're just not good enough. And it's pretty amazing because if you think about that position, guys, they've rolled through coaches, different position coach every year. They've rolled through bodies. They bring in guys, and nobody succeeds. It's unbelievable. Because every team in this league finds playmakers. The Eagles can't find playmakers. Well, at this point, we're talking about playmakers. You know, let's talk about the guys who are who are putting them in a position to not be successful. And you know, at this point, um, all right, we hear that uh, now. Press Taylor's calling some calls, and you know, Doug's calling calls, and who's seeing this? You know, we're looking. We're looking more so at who's who's you know calling on the headset as opposed to you know what player having on the field what is what do you think would be the best thing for this for this team to do going forward as far as play calling um you know having the ability to open up this offense get these guys going in the right direction who do you see as a guy that can that can do it well i've seen doug do it so i i mean when i look at somebody win a super bowl less than 36 months ago did he turn into a bad play caller overnight or do guys not execute the play call? So I can't look at last night's game with Buffalo and San Francisco. You know, everybody's falling over themselves to talk about uh, Dable, the, the Bills offensive coordinator. You know, you go back 12 months, Kyle Shanahan was, oh, Kyle Shanahan's the greatest thing that ever lived. Well, not with Nick Mullins playing quarterback, not with Debo Samuel out for, half the season, uh, not with all the running back injuries, same thing happens. I mean, Josh Allen's having a great year for Buffalo. They got Stephon Diggs. They got all these playmakers at receiver. All of a sudden, he's the flavor of the month. You know, you know Barrett better than anybody. Every coach probably you ever had told you it's about execution. Uh, anybody could put on a Bills tape, a, a 49ers tape, whatever team you want to point to and copy somebody else's plays, anybody, they all have access to it. So it's about teaching your players and executing those plays. Uh, it's not about being, you know, Chip Kelly and trying to be innovative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. All right. Last one for me, John. Um, and I, I'm assuming that Carson's going to be the starter against new Orleans. I don't know about you, but let's just say that he is. Doug has already established, you know, that he's he's pulled he's pulled him. How short is the leash for Sunday if things continue in this direction with number eleven? 
Yeah, I think it's pretty short. He he's you know he's frustrated. Doug's frustrated as well. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the Saints and who they start. If Drew Brees is out, is back, it's a different team. You know, if he's healthy, if he's playing well, um, they're going to score points. Whereas if Taysom Hill plays quarterback, it's probably going to be grinded out one game. Right. And I think it has more to do with that because the Eagles aren't going to be able to score with the Saints if it's a typical Saints offense. But if it's a Taysom Hill run game, maybe it's close, and that helps Carson stay in the game. John, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. We'll chat later in the week at JF McMullen on Twitter, NFL Insider, courtesy of Jacob Media. Thanks, man. Thanks, John. You got it. We'll break. We'll wrap. Ron has found the trailer for the Mario Lopez movie. So this is must listen. Yes. We'll do that when we return. And a Woj bomb. Yes, I saw the Woj bomb, which I I think is going to help Brooklyn out more than anybody else. But we'll see. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. All right. It's the middle. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. We've never experienced a year like 2020. A deadly pandemic, political division, social unrest, natural disasters. Yet, we're still here, and now so are the holidays. Hi, I'm John Dockery. May this holiday season bring you joy and peace. May 2021 be a better year for all of us. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy New Year. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right. So we're back in a minute. Wow. Who retweet, retreat? Who retweeted that guy? Oh, a lot of people. Oh, really? Because yeah, he's going after that show. Oh, my God. What's that? So, I'll text you. All right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I saw this one tweet. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nope. It's over. 
Doesn't he remind you of somebody? Who? Whose voice is that? Pharrell. Uh, correct. Yeah, Arthur. Thank yeah. You. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Ron has found this headline, or I'm still reading this Max Gilliam thing, has found this audio trailer. Now, just to set this up again, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mario Lopez is in a Lifetime movie that is... It's a mini-movie. Mini-movie. That is based on Colonel Sanders' actual life, or is this an interpretation uh, of I it? I think it's... I. Well, obviously, you guys have not seen it or no, heard it. So no. I, no. I, I should leave it up to you to decide Fair. what you think it is. All right, let's listen. Let's let's rock out here. What the hell are you doing? A Lifetime original mini-movie. You don't answer my proposal, and now you're not answering my call. I think I'm falling for the new chef. Jessica is falling for Harlan. The cook? Leave Jessica alone and skip town. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. <laughs> we have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? Spare me. We all have our secrets. If you marry my daughter, I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. Mom, I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. Premieres December 13th at noon. Wow. Lifetime. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> wow, there's porn scripts that are better there, than that. Now, hold on. We need, there's one thing that we need isolated in that <laughs> where somebody's saying, Secrets out, chicken man. <laughs> that's, that's great. Your secrets out, chicken man. Yeah, Yo, that is yeah. the greatest, man. Yeah, like the, I don't even need to know the context of that. That's what, amazing. What is that's it? Like, get me to watch the show right there alone. If you marry my daughter, there'll be more weekends alone or something. What is it? <laughs> she was she was saying that to the uh, the boyfriend who she that's the mom. It's basically the, what I gather from it. There's a mom or a stepmom. Then there's the daughter, and she's getting this fiance. She has a fiance or a boyfriend, but she's falling in love with Colonel Sanders. Mm. So the boyfriend, the cook. The mom, How can you resist Colonel Sanders? But the, the cook and the mom have a little thing going on on the side. Wow. And the boyfriend is getting uh, jealous because Colonel Sanders is about to take his girl. I don't know. It's a it's a weird love triangle. Mm. He has a secret recipe. It's going to take over the world. But one thing that I, uh, Tony and I were talking earlier, what we were speculating is, is this going to, is this going to have like a Sharknado feel to it? Yeah. <laughs> to a lesser extent. Although where Mario is, it, is popular, man. Yeah, where, yeah, oh, well, hold on, man. He's terrible. Hey, Ron, listen to this though. Ron, listen, Play Action Real says, it's saved by the bill. What a Kentucky Fried Chicken edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the third saved by the bell. They had the wow. college years and now they have the colonel years. <laughs> oh my goodness! People I can pay for this. this just because of Mario Lopez. I mean, people you can pay for this show. Nato. 
Yeah, but Sharknado but, became like a, there's a cult following to it. It became it was very right. camp, very campy. But it had it had memorable it, or it had people that you knew in that. Yeah, but doesn't it sound like I mean just the music and everything it sounds like it's really done over the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. over the it's top. Lifetime. It's Lifetime. What would you expect? So Miramax far. here? I mean, this is no, not... no. But I'm saying that I think they're he's going in jail. that route. And like I said earlier, I mean, I made it up, but maybe there is something to say about a fast food genre of films that they just might be playing with. Right. Hmm. Maybe they have a Wendy who's very sassy or. <laughs> or or like oh, Ray Kroc's Dark Side. Yeah. But yeah. Was, no, but it's not. It can't be Ray Kroc. It has to be Ronald McDonald. Oh, OK. All That's right. True. You know, this whole thing started because people allowed that cosplay interpretation of the Fresh Prince. Just leave things as they yeah. are. Let Colonel Sanders be as right. some mascot for bad chicken and right. then move on. But Ran- Ronald McDonald has like a cosplay dark side. Uh, here we Damn go. Damn burglar. Overtime next. Unbelievable. You, you Overtime. Got it, man. Uh, here we go. Brought to you by our great people, our great friends at Book It Sports. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put on Book It. All right, it's overtime here on The Middle, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, and I don't know if there's anything else to talk about, really, than what Harry hinted at before we ended the show on the network, and that's a woge bomb mm-hmm. at the moment right now. I'll let Harry read it and explain what it is, but I'm going to already wet, just so you know, I'm going to wet blanket the hell out of this thing. Oh, I know. I, I, I was expecting that, and that's okay. Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, just a few minutes ago, says, reporting, James Harden has recently indicated to Houston he'd be open to a trade to Philadelphia or other contenders. So far, no substantive talks with Sixers. Daryl Morey's been adamant he wants to keep his two young stars. Aton. Now your be, thoughts. Now would be a good time to DM Daryl Morey and yeah. ask if he'd come on the program, Harry. Yeah, I'm that's sure. A, that's all. I'm that's sure all he'd I'm come saying. on. Uh, Aton, your thoughts. Hey, <laughs> I, all I can see is other contenders, and all mm-hmm. I first off, are the Sixers even a contender right now? I, how can you put the Sixers in the same category as Milwaukee, Miami, right, Boston, Boston? How could you not Brooklyn? Because, How could you not? Because they got blown out in the first round of the playoffs, and everything they did hasn't shown anything yet on the floor. Like, you still need time for anybody that's new to come in. Right. The team itself hasn't played together outside of two or really three guys. New and system. those guys didn't do anything. Right. Well, they brought, they brought in shooters. That has been absence. For, for for the past four years. I mean, the fi- they're fifth in win total, uh, for what that's worth, in the Eastern Conference. Right. Fifth. But 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 we're looking at a situation where you went out and got what you needed to help your two superstars. Not guys that are going to come in and, 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 and be the same guys you already have on the team. We, ne- we, we now literally have shooters, and that makes it a far cry different from what we've had in the past. They had shooters two years ago, though, when they lost mm-hmm. to Toronto. 
Remember that's right. absolutely lost to, uh, by one play. I mean, <laughs> right. one shot, the last second shot. Yes, but you you can't look at that. It's it's similar to where if you lose, then you need to figure out how to get back there. You see that Toronto was there one time, and now losing players, it's really tough to get back there. Miami took advantage of a hell of a run in the East, but you're still going up against other teams like just be if they got past Toronto that doesn't mean that then they're going to get past Milwaukee or that then they're going to beat even that Warriors team that was banged up so a lot of this is based off of what they were able to do I just look at James Harden right now and if you're swapping Harden for Ben Simmons let's say that doesn't make you a contender Houston was not a contender last right contender means you're going to be one of the final four teams in the NBA and I don't Mm -hmm. I personally don't see Philadelphia as that no I don't either we, we, we're, but see, we're talking about a team that went, you know, just like you said, um, at the time was one of the up and coming stars in the East and, and losing, you know, by a, a last second shot. And who did they have on their squad then? What did they have? Fultz was still on the squad back then, wasn't he? Well, you're talking uh, about Jimmy on that team, JJ Reddick. I mean, right. you know, guys. Well, JJ Reddick, right. Two shoes. Shooters. Now they've replaced these shooters now with, you know, more than just one shooter, two shooters. J.J. Redick um, can light it up from the outside. Now you have Denny Green. He can light up. Seth Curry, he can light up from the outside. Mm. They just drafted Danny a guy. Green I, might get old fast. <laughs> Look, I hope not. I hope you not. You still but. have to see these guys on the floor. And, mm-hmm. and, and the problem that we've had in the past is that last year and the year before that, to your point, people were already putting them in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's difficult. And it they would have been there. It wouldn't have been there if that last second shot didn't happen. Well, yeah, well, okay, but they, they still, still had, had to go to overtime. Right. You had an overtime frame right there. Right. And on top of that, you have Milwaukee. It's a big jump. Nobody does that. Like it's it's really difficult for me to think right now that nobody it, does that. But the, nobody, Miami just did it. No, but nobody goes. Nobody has a situation where they're not playing deep, and then all of a sudden they win or they get blown out. Right. Even still, like you had you had somebody with Butler who at least and, and look, that is one of the few anomalies you'll find. But if you look at people who are winning and if you look at teams that are winning titles, that's where we should start. Right. Teams that win titles don't win it out of nowhere. You mm-hmm. have somebody who is either first or foremost lost in the finals or has won and moved teams like we saw with Durant and to a lesser extent with Kawhi Leonard. But guys just don't show up all of a sudden. And win win titles. You have to go through Toronto just did it. The Lakers just did it. No, no, no. Toronto had a guy who was a perennial champ who had won multiple championships in Kawhi Leonard that came over. There's you don't find a team that that wins out of nowhere. There's no wild card like in the NFL that just wins out of nowhere and then just goes and and disappears. Mm -hmm. Teams that win championships have proven winners already on them, or somebody who's got knocked out like we've seen with Shaq or LeBron or Dwight Howard, even to a lesser extent, and then comes back. So, All right, so who do you think this benefits that. more? I, I think you're leaning towards Brooklyn. Yeah, this has always been about getting James Harden to Brooklyn and Brooklyn mm-hmm. not giving up what Durant or Kyrie. So now Houston is coming back and saying, well, look, we understand we're not going to get this huge deal, so we're going to be open up to other teams. But here's the thing. If you're Houston – or if you're James Harden, why would you want? And and this is where I, I guess you guys can answer me this: If you're James Harden, why would you want to play here, assuming that Ben Simmons is going to be a piece that goes, versus playing in Brooklyn 
where you can play right. alongside Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And and Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert and guys like that and draft picks go the well, other way or something, right. right? Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I, 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 you know, as much as I'd love to, you know, fantasize as to what, you know, Harden would look like with Joel Embiid and so forth, I, I think what you laid out is what ev- eventually is going to happen if he gets moved at all. Yes, he's not. He, he's there's no way he's coming here because we don't have enough draft assets uh, to to really bring him here, anyways. I mean, or or I mean, even personnel. Who who would who would who would Houston want from the squad? Ben Simmons. Yeah, and probably somebody like Thibel. Hmm. Yeah, or the or the kid Maxi. Huh. He just got here. Yeah, We're doing that anyways. But you you're know? right. I mean that that's yeah. like. But Kale's gone. Simmons, we we get a here. I wonder if that is enough. Simmons, Thibel, Maxi, a first round, and then a future first round. Wow. Does yeah. that get it done for James Harden? I mean, think about the future. Yeah. That you are leveraging. Right. Just to put James Harden with. That's a lot. Joel and aging James Harden. Yeah, right. And, you know, for a young Ben Simmons and younger guys. Right. With upside wonder, potential. See, I wonder if we're, you know still talking about a situation that isn't even as fluid as we think. And this is just a power play here. I don't think, I I don't think he's coming. Show up. He's not coming here. No, I don't, I don't want him here. Like this, does this change your opinion about James Harden being traded at all? No, no, I'm with you on that, Barrett. I I just, they just traded, they just traded Westbrook out and and, and brought in somebody. Right. Right. John Wall. So him, you know, right now they're thinking John Wall and you know and and him going out there and and trying to make it happen this year. I, yeah, I can't it ain't gonna happen. They got John, who who knows there. what John Wall is with that coming off an Achilles? Well, I mean, you got Boogie Cousins there also. Yeah, I mean, those, I think those He's three another damaged goods guy. That he just coming off an injury. Yeah, uh, over a, a two year injury. Right. Right. That's right. Uh oh, Gus Malzahn on the hot seat. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, you know, look, we, we do our due diligence. The Woj bomb drops. We kind of let you know what's going on here. Quick reminder, tonight would be a perfect opportunity with a football game and a lot of betting going on to download the Book It Sports app and sign up for an account, place a wager, and brag a little bit about it and let people know that you hit something hard. And we remind you, of course, if you're a sports better looking to track your action, talk sports betting, share your hot takes with friends, well, then the Book It Sports app is for you. On the Book It Sports app, you can get up-to-the-minute scores, consensus lines, post your favorite plays and analysis, and get help from the experts all in one place. Download now in the Apple and Google Play stores and put it on Book It. All right, fellas, we're back on Wednesday. Any last words? Yeah, I like play action reels message here about the Rockets giving Harden everything he wanted. Yeah, and you know? still didn't do anything. Still NBA did. players have more power than the owners in some cases. Yep. Well, they their agent in the shoe they wear. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. For and that. China. Yeah. <laughs> it's the middle. Thank you all. We'll be back on Wednesday on phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. 
Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.